terrible. Are we done yet? <laughs> no, we've only just begun. Okay. So we're recording in our newest pod studio, <laughs> which is at our parents' house in your children's playroom. Yep. We've got Rocco on sound. He's doing a terrible job. You're drinking on the job. He's literally fallen down on the job. <laughs> he looks like he's trying to jump off the Barbie Dreamhouse deck. I almost did just a minute ago because we couldn't get our sound figured out. Stupid. And who knows if it's figured out now, but we're going to power through. I can hear your bottle squeaking. That was my mouth, actually. That was a mouse sound. Ugh, gross. Okay. So it's very fitting that we are in the playroom because our topic today, let me just say, hey, Barbie. <gasps> hey, Barbie. Hey, Barbie. Yes, we're talking about Barbies, a.k.a. Bargo. <laughs> <laughs> this, I was actually really hoping that you were doing Barbie. Yeah, I, <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's so much worse just staring at each other. Go. Um, did you hear Beth's amazing nickname after seeing the Barbie movie? No. So she called Margot Robbie Bargo Robbie. That's incredible. I know. B-Dog is a legend. She is a legend. Shout out to B-Dog. Shout out to B-Dog. Shout out to our t- well, my two other friends who listened. Yeah, that's the group. And mom. And mutt. The old mutt mutt. Okay. Shall we start? Obviously, or maybe not obviously, for some reason, we called Barbies Barcos. I think I probably (laughs) started it as a child. And yes, here we are. Now, let's deep dive the, uh, sorry, the microphone is currently being attached. It's attached and being held up (laughs) by a Barbie dream house. This all just feels very fitting and beautiful. We'll post to the gram. It's perfect. (laughs) So since Barbie's creation, over 1 billion, and I said billion, Bargos have been sold. I'd believe it. Right? I would, um, I think it was something like within the first year that Barbie was a release, they sold like 300,000, which is pretty impressive when you consider that like the limit of their marketing was ye olden times TV ads, probs, and I don't know, maybe a paper ad. Maybe like a Sears catalog type of situation. Yeah, I would assume something like that. So according to history.com, Barbie was the first mass produced plastic doll like adult doll in the u.s but then history.com caught me off guard with this little tidbit where they said that barbie is based on a call girl yeah you're the face you're making so i had to deep dive into that i read an article on messy nessie and it was like (laughs) yes barb's design was inspired by this german gag gift doll named build lily And Lily was based on a comic strip character named Lily, who is just this like quippy, classy gal who seemed to just like date around and maybe had some gold digger vibes. I don't know. I'm going to be honest. Like, I didn't really want to go through and read all of this, (laughs) but I will say the whole call girl theme seems really like a misnomer and like definitely an exaggeration because from what I could tell, it was mostly just that like for the decade 
for the time period, it was like scandalous, but I'm pretty sure she just like went out and partied and men were like, oh, you're hot. I'll buy you stuff. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, that's not what, that's not a, that's not a sex worker. No. No. So, uh, you know what? If not, then Barbie really has had every job and you can mind your own damn business and hop off her OnlyFans. Sorry, I took my headphones off because I realized I'm not going to hear the echo that way because I'm having a hard time concentrating on what you're saying. And I don't know why I'm wearing the headphones now that we have the sound figured out. <laughs> We're so dumb. I know. I'm like, we can actually just like talk to each we other. We can talk to each other. Yeah. yeah we just Sorry. Check I, I realized that as you were explaining things and I was like hearing you here, but also anyway, mm-hmm. that'll be cut. Do I need to repeat my last line or are you nope, with me? Nope. I'm, okay. I'm with you. You're with me. Okay, I'm on the so same Barbie page. Based off of inspired by. Um, but yeah, I just found it was weird because I, I th- I'm wondering if like multiple sources just saw Call Girl and started repeating it without deep diving. And look, maybe I'm wrong because I didn't. I was also trying to do this while your children <laughs> were overtired and screaming. And then your oldest really loves to invade space and read people's private things, yes. like their text messages. And I was like, I can't have her. I don't want her to be like, Auntie, what's an adult? doll or like i or like what's a call girl girl? so then like she goes to school and tries to play call girl at school so it was look it was stressful this isn't my best work here we are whatever yeah like i would say saying she's like based on a call girl it it didn't seem like that but who knows Uh, also though saying that barbie is based on lily isn't exactly accurate because i read this time article by elena doctorman think and sounds right ruth handler who is of course the creator of bargo uh she pitched the doll idea and execs according to this time article were just like whoa there's boobs on this doll pretty much (laughs) the article had a funny little line like that and so it, it stated that ruth had seen the lily doll while traveling and brought it back to show mattel's designers so i think she maybe had the idea separately Mm -hmm. and then saw this and was like look we can do this too maybe maybe not it's kind of hard to find but uh i'm also going to be honest i don't know why she had to convince anybody since she started the company yeah like who did she have to go to if it's her company but also, I have an art degree, not a business degree. So I don't know if it's because like you have investors and if, the, if there's a board or something. I don't know. This is just what that Time article told me. Okay. I would recommend it, though. It was soups interesting. It goes a bit more into some of the controversy that the Barbie movie gently talked about with Handler regarding what, once again, art school. I think it's tax fraud. I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. There was some tax evasion type situation. Yeah, the legal jargon said something about like conspiracy charges, which made it sound like way more cool. Um, But I'm pretty sure it was just like Handler and four others were charged, but I don't think they were with Mattel any longer. Anyways, look, if you want to know more about the fascinating world of possible tax fraud... We'll just link to um, this Times article, and they also have like a New York Times article covering the charges. But I'm like, frankly, not super shocked that a large business or people who worked for a large business <laughs> committed tax fraud. That's like when they mentioned there was a scandal. I, I thought like, oh my god, was she a Nazi? But uh, she's not. She's Jewish. So good. Yeah, 
So, but that like when they hinted at scandal, that's what I was concerned about. Yeah, or she was like crazy racist, or I mean, it was like the '50s. So if she was like, I hate gay people, people probably be like, yeah, same. But I was more concerned about those things. That weirdly enough, I felt soothed. That was only tax fraud. I get that. It's yeah. just like that sense of relief. Like, oh god, she's not a white supremacist. Like, okay, oh, we're sh- fine. We're fine. Yeah. We could still like Barbie. Thank God. But yeah, like that article had some really interesting bits on her. And she also went on to do things as a little side tangent, I guess, because it's not so much about Barbie and more about uh, the creator. But she went and did some cool work with like breast cancer survivors. But that's kind of out of the scope, I feel like, of the Bargo chat. So this is, you know, it's allegedly been just like a little history on Barbie. But I wanted to put more of the history and the trivia. Okay. And so now I want to know how confident do you feel on your Bargo lore? Not very, honestly. I usually look pretty stupid in this part, but well, I'm going to try. Okay. When was Barbie first created? Oh, I think I do know this. Um, it was the 1950s. Yes. <sighs> Either 1953 or 1959, I want to say. 57? You had it right. One of them was right. One of them was right? One of them was right. 53. 59. One, yes, 59. You got it. First try. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> so 1959, the inventor, once again, Ruth Handler, she started up Mattel with her husband and a close friend. And then in 1954, she started working on Barbie because in one of the many articles I read, it stated that she wanted her daughter, she wanted her daughter, Barbara, to have acting figures like her brother. Oh, yeah. And I guess like um, her daughter was playing with it was like paper dolls and stuff. And at the time, like a lot of the toys for especially girls were like, let's just train you to do housework and be yeah. a mother. So she she went a different route with that. Good for her. Go, Ruth. Get it, Ruth. You shouldn't have had to pay taxes. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> what a stand to take, Riley, in this economy. <laughs> what a stand. Okay, so this one I was shocked by, so it's really an unfair one. But what is Barbie's middle name? Also, did you know Barbie has a fucking middle name? Nope. Um, did they say it in the movie? No, I don't oh, believe shit. so. Okay. Um, I will give you. So this is according to history.com. Uh, this is what they say the middle name is. And um, it is, think of the most old timey middle name. Most old timey middle name. Well, if I were Ruth, I would have given her my name as the middle name. It's not Ruth. It's not Barbara Ruth. No, it should have been Barbara Ruth. It should have been Barbara Ruth. Pearl? No, God, that would have been so much better. It is Millicent. Oh. Yeah, and I believe the last name is like Roberts or something. It is in the, because my girls watch like the more recent animated show, which is actually pretty good. And her name is Barbie Roberts. It doesn't even flow though. Yeah. Barbie or Barbara Millicent. Millicent. Roberts? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah. look, not everything Ruth did was a hit. It's yeah. fine. Now I think she should have paid taxes. <laughs> Change my mind. <laughs> okay. Next question. How many careers has Barbie had since her creation in 1959? And I don't I don't have an exact number, okay. so ballpark it. 75. Mm, girl, you are so far away. Like too low? Yeah. Ooh, 250. Okay, yeah, I'm going to... So, because according to it, there was a Teen Vogue article that said over 200, but then one of the other articles I read said over 250, and I was not going to look up every Barbie ever made. No. So, 
you got that one right. As this Teen Vogue article said, um, the one that said like over 200 or whatever, many of the jobs she held were also in male-dominated fields. Yes, Barbie. Which was pretty awesome, especially because they were like fields that sometimes Barbie had before women were actually in the field or actually quite frequently. Okay. But I also, I highly recommend, it's called The Real History of Barbie and it's this Teen Vogue article by Cameron Katz and it was fascinating oh if i would have put everything in there that i wanted to i would have just been plagiarizing the entire (laughs) thing and just reading an article it's it's super cool one of the things though that i loved this article had the stat that when barbie's first dream house debuted only 0.1 percent of women were homeowners oh my gosh yeah i mean because there was i mean there was a time where women could not own property Mm -hmm. could not own houses yeah so this was uh, this was the way you could own a Barbie dream house. Oof. oof, oof! I said oof, oof. I meant to say oi, and then I said oof. Yeah, it was a weird combination. Yeah, we don't need to talk about no. it. All right, final. I think no, not final. Never mind. <laughs> um, another question. Just another. Just question. another. <laughs> what is the most expensive Barbie ever made, and uh, how much do you think it costs? Well, considering. What I've been seeing some of the new collectible Barbies go for, probably quite a lot. Um, oh, there have been so many, though. Mm-hmm. What the most expensive? Can you give me like an idea of like, was it like a famous person Barbie? So this one also kind of feels, I'll, I'll be honest, this one feels kind of like a cheap question <laughs> okay. because... There are a few shitty, like, jewelry and diamond companies that did, like, themed Barbies. Oh. And so, okay, so I'll tell you these ones. Okay. But these, I, I'm not counting because it feels like cheating. Yeah. So there was Diamond Barbie by De Beers, and it had actual diamonds and white gold jewelry. Oh, my god! So that Barbie, the gamer, estimates is, like, $85,000. And then there was there were like two others that were made by probably shitty jewelry companies with like <laughs> awful diamond mines. And the most expensive one, there's one that was like three hundred thousand. What? But once again, you were covering a Barbie in diamonds and gold and then being like and then the just reason the Barbie costs it. that much is the diamonds and gold, it's not the Barbie. Right. Yeah, that's true. So I think the title should go to the OG Barbie. Because she doesn't have diamonds woven into her dress, which the De Beers Barbie has. Stupid. And she still costs an estimated $27,000. And she's the one in like the striped suit. Is yeah, that what we're talking the, like, about? The black suit, and white. The black yeah. and white bathing suit. Yes. An original, the original Barbie. So I feel like that one should count because. I agree. Naturally, if you cover something in diamonds, it's going to be more expensive. <laughs> right. Agreed. And then I found, uh, this has nothing to do with, I was just like looking through cool Barbies. There's an Athena Barbie that fucking slaps. Ooh. It's only $450 and I do expect it for my birthday, Riley. Perfect. Okay. Now. We're going to need that podcast money so I can buy you that Barbie. <laughs> Mom, can you buy us like 400 coffees on our coffee account? <laughs> I thought you said copies. A 400 copies yes. of the Athena Barbie. Yeah, I was like, that seems excessive. That's excessive. No, no. I just want $450 from mom to buy a Barbie as a 30-year-old. Okay, fair enough. All right, the final question. I let Ken have a moment. Uh, okay, fine. Right? Fine. What is considered the most successful Ken doll? 
Um, I don't even know most of the Ken dolls. Is it like a beach Ken, Ken beach time fun doll? So the most, it, it is not, <laughs> it's better than a beach one. Okay. Right. So according to an in the know article, and I'm, I'm going to be honest, they didn't say why. And, and I, I saw this reported a few places as like the most successful Ken doll, but I think the better term would be the most infamous maybe. Okay. Because there's no like, this is how many they sold. <laughs> Nobody had records on that. So the, the we'll go maybe with the most infamous. Uh, there's this in the know article. And apparently Mattel surveyed a bunch of kids of what's cool. In the Bad 90s, ideas. Truly, <laughs> Don't ever do that. Usually it is. In this case, it created something beautiful. Um, <laughs> they, after, they ended up debuting the sexy, potentially gay, 1990s earring magic Ken. Oh, shoot. Okay. Yep. I know that one. I know that one. Let me paint a beautiful word picture, though. Please go right ahead. So we have Ken. Mm-hmm. He has his beautiful locks, and then he's wearing this gorgeous pleather lavender vest on top of a lavender mesh crop top (laughs) a crop top it's cropped it's cropped a little yeah with with this necklace that's like on a low chain and then it's just like a circle of course Mm -hmm. and then this look is finished off with a silver one a single silver hoop earring and then in so this this guy uh dan savage maybe you've heard of him maybe you haven't don't really care in this newspaper called the stranger which was all like queer gay content stuff he was like the necklace absolutely looks like a cock ring and oh (laughs) mattel mattel was like they decided that to quiet down the controversy um the best thing to do would be to release a statement that they can never take back so oh no mattel the marketing and communication The marketing and communications manager said, quote, we're not in the business of putting cock rings in the hands of little girls. (laughs) That made it so much worse. Yeah, yeah. Good. That clears everything up. So like, one, that is an excellent poll quote. And my God, if I had been one of the strangers (laughs) editors, I would have lost my shit. And then like, Two, it should probably go without saying because no shit. Like, I think a few things happened. One, I think it was like a dumb statement of Dan Savage to make. Unless, once again, maybe it's dumb that I didn't do more more of a deep dive (laughs) on how gay men in the 90s were wearing cock rings when they weren't on their cocks. But... Some people pointed out that it was kind of, it looks a little bit like the leather daddy look with the ring there. Yeah. But I'm just, I guess being like, oh, it looks like a cock ring. I'm like, it's a circle. So right. I could say, yeah, sure. If that was the style of gay men were like constantly wearing cock rings just on a chain necklace. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to have to say cock ring at least like eight more times. Okay. I'm like, I guess then his statement of like, it looks like a cock ring would make sense. I don't know if a Mattel designer just saw these like leather daddies, didn't realize what they were. And it was like, this is such a cool hip look. Maybe. Or if those just, you know, it seems like a necklace you would have seen in the 90s. So, you know. Well, and how intricate can they get with the Barbie doll jewelry? 
you know, like a circle is pretty easy to make, right? Yeah, I would assume. it's just like a, a loop. I mean, I guess they could have done a medallion. Right. But that would not have been my first thought, although I would have been young enough that I wouldn't have known what that was. You wouldn't have just been like, I want magic cockering pen. I want cockering pen. That's the one I want. I can't. Hold on. I got to look up an actual picture. It's beautiful. Because I haven't. It's like I have a very vague, fuzzy memory, and then obviously your beautiful description. Yeah, no, it's earring. What was magic he called? Earring magic Ken. Sadly, oh, that comes up pretty quick. Yeah, and sadly, earring magic Ken was recalled. Oh, I know. So I bet he's really in demand. Just show me the picture. My phone's so fucking old. That is a mesh crop top, right? Oh, and you got a set of earrings, too. Oh, well, that's actually kind of exciting. Yeah, so you could match your your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking with any of that. The mesh crop top is... It's it's one of those things where it's like, yes, straight men can, straight men can wear whatever they want. Right. However. However. Normally, they're not going to be secure enough to be wearing that like yeah yeah i understand why he has been nicknamed gay ken oh for sure because that looks like what they were trying to do like this is what gay men dress like now in this photo on the back of the box he is wearing the earring that is like supposed to be for the child on the cock (laughs) (laughs) he's like dangling that so it's like you can oh put barbie and ken charms on your earrings ken looks hip in his earring too Yes, the cock. Oh, that's why the cock ring wasn't a medallion, is that you were supposed to put like charms on it for Barbie and Ken. Oh, well, see, there you go, stupid idiots. They had it right on the box. See, I think he was wronged. He was wronged. I also think beautiful gay earring magic Ken should be reprinted. Yeah, I like he's the lavender vest is beautiful. I would wear it. Yeah, there's an earring magic Barbie too, and she comes with charms as well. So you're supposed to like. Can you imagine if they would have done the most stereotypical lesbian for that one? That would have been pretty amazing. It, it would have been incredible. But no, she's just got like a lot of hair, a lot of bangs, tall ponytail, kind of like a mesh and leather dress to sort of match with Ken's, but hers is pink, obviously. Doy. Okay, sorry. I spent too much time no, on that, but fine. I needed to see. I know. I'm glad you looked it up for the people. Mm hmm. So those are those are my trivia questions. But before we moved on, I just wanted to talk about some like 60-year-old hot goss, and I did not know where else to put it. Oh. Right? So apparently Lewis Marks and Company, the ones who made the maybe, maybe not call girl Lily Doll, mm, okay. sued Mattel for stepping on their little pointy toes, more specifically for stepping on their hip joint. Because apparently they had a patent for the hip joint and claimed Mattel infringed on that. And I don't know why I found this so funny, but I think it's just the idea that like grownups are arguing (laughs) over like Barbie hip joints and Mm -hmm. being like, you stole our Barbie hip joint. I guess it'd be our Billy hip joint. I don't know. I just, I I found it really funny. It's maybe not that funny, but yeah, it was like settled outside of court. Oh, okay. Well, good for them. In 2002, I believe, Mattel tried to sue Aqua, you know, the band that did the Barbie <gasps> Girl song, which I also Mattel. think is hilarious. If you go to the Mattel or Barbie wiki page, there's just so much suing happening. 
Oh, well, I mean, they are a huge company, as you said. So I suppose there's going to be a lawsuit or two. Exactly. Now, I wanted to talk a little bit. Wow, I really was chaotic while doing this. (laughs) I'm going to take a drink while you find yourself. Well, it was like every five minutes, your oldest would be like, so I'm just wondering, um, are you? done (laughs) yeah that's it was like 8 30 this morning that my youngest was like so when are you done with work and i'm like um not till like five o'clock almost dinner time it's like oh okay is it almost dinner time like sure isn't Uh, we're we're 30 minutes into what's apparently going to be a really long day (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah uh, yeah, she does a lot with waiting or like we were playing so many different board games, right? And I would start my turn and she'd be like, so is it mine yet? <laughs> and at one point I just said, I just said like, does it look like it is? That's what I was going to say. Like, does it look like it's your fucking turn? Does it look like? Yeah, no, I was, I was very patient. We played so much Pokemon. We played You're so very much patient with them. unstable unicorns. But there were at points where I was like, (laughs) I will tell you when it is your turn. And then like she keeps doing things out of order. And I know she's like nine, but it bothers me because (laughs) the rules are there. And I've told her a million times. So she would go to play a card and I'd be like, did you fucking draw? It was like you with me just a little while ago. It actually kind of was. (laughs) Okay. But again, normally with games, you draw at the end of your turn. How many games do you play? Lots. Exploding Kittens. Garbage, old maid. No, go it's fish, called unclaimed treasure. Unclaimed, whatever the hell. That's four right there. Four card games. Well, most of those suck, <gasps> except exploding kittens. Garbage doesn't suck. I don't think I played garbage. Garbage is a good game. Okay, well, look, this has nothing to do. Let's carry on. Oh shit, garbage! You draw first. <laughs> oh, garbage is a great game. Okay, but get, you have to. Get you fucked. have to. You have to on that one. Yeah, on this one, do you do too, because what if you don't have any unicorns and you draw a unicorn? Then you play a magic card or whatever the hell. But what if it wouldn't help you? And what then you need is a unicorn. That's life. That is life and unstable unicorns. Sometimes you don't get a unicorn. That's a great life lesson. I have nothing to say to that. I'm Good. just staring at you and kind of <laughs> I wishing I had a strawberry Dr. Peppy. Okay. It's strawberries and cream. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's just, let's, Let's since we're talking about playing games anyways, let's just talk about our experiences with Barbie. (laughs) Now, what I love is that most of the Barbie stuff in this room right now is ours. Oh, yes. So there is a Barbie dream house. Mm -hmm. And then there was the weird, like you full unfold it. It looked like a hardcover. It was plastic on the outside, of course. So it looked like a suitcase almost. And do you remember how you would unfold it and you had her room and... Oh, yeah. So there's that little house. Mm -hmm. We have a Fisher-Price barn that we only used for Barbie horses. Correct. There was the pink slug bug, which was... The the pink and red slug bugs are right there. There's a pink slug bug, a red slug bug, a blue Jeep, and then we had a pink convertible. You gotta have the pink convertible. You have to. It was like, do you even like Barbie? And then I would estimate like a hundred Barbies between us. Yeah. Yep. We had the Mary Kate and Ashley Barbies. Mm -hmm. We had two Spice Girl ones. Yes. I still remember how you 
baked, not baked. You're just like, I want to do baby spices hair. And she was my favorite. And I had the baby spice Barbie. Do you remember this? And then I was so concerned you were not going to be able to get her hair back because we'd had some incidences with Barbie hair. And you were like, no, I can totally do it. And then you undid it. And I will find that Barbie because there is proof. Her hair looks like shit now because you couldn't do it again. No, you can't. You can't redo a Barbie's hair. Once you take it out of the initial style, there's no getting it back to that ever. Yeah, Yeah. I was devastated and you were just like, whatever. It's like, well, that's what happens. That's what happens. Yes, we had the Mary Kay and Ashley Barbies. We had these Spice Girl ones. Um, Britney Spears. I had the Britney Spears one with the school girl outfit. Oops, I did it one more time. Britney Spears, yes. Did she have a little mic in the Barbie, but she doesn't actually have a mic in the music video? I think that is in regards to, so I had the baby one more time doll that I think is talking about the oops, I did it again doll where she was in the red. Yes. Sorry. That one. And I didn't have that one because my parents didn't love me enough, I guess. Um, But no, she had like the little pom poms and her pigtails. Like she had all of it. We still have that Barbie somewhere. We should. We should. I mean, I know mom, some of our Barbies are hidden from your children. Yes. And some of our stuff because they already have enough shit up here. Yeah. There's already like 45 dolls up here. Yeah. So let's see. We had that. We had some, we had Belle and. Oh, is that who that is? Is that who is, Rocco is? Rocco is the beast. What is it? Is it like John or something? I don't know John? that he ever had know. a name. Whatever. I think it was me because because he has he had like a long hair and a ponytail and I didn't yes. like it. And so I thought I'd give him like a sexy cut. It's real sexy. We'll <laughs> post a picture. Your youngest has named him Rocco. So this is Rocco. He's gorgeous. He is gorgeous. And he's in a green on green ensemble for some reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> almost as almost as beautiful as one of our two copies of Prince Charming, who's in <laughs> the camouflage. Who's in camouflage shorts that look like, yeah. Like the, the camouflage knee length shorts and then a t-shirt. It's white with like camo on the sleeves. And then for some reason, <laughs> like pirate, pirate boots almost up to his knees. Well, that would make sense for if that's Prince Eric because he was on a ship, right? Oh, shit. It is Prince Eric. So, it's okay. Prince we had another one because the other one I had to use a Sharpie to color in the hair. And also I bit off his hand <laughs> because let's give a little chew. Oh, oh God, that tastes gross. I don't. Well, it's been touched by tiny, sticky hands. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff on it that you don't want to ingest. This is so gross. Um, But it used to be really good chewing material. And then I chewed it flat. So we had this like deformed botch. Like a flipper. No, a flipper, not a (laughs) flipper. He had like a flipper. So when I was old enough and I was allowed to have scissors, I just finally cut it off. (laughs) We'll have to find him. We will have to find him. But I remember for some reason we had two of those. One lived at grandma's until we begged grandma to let us. Because, oh, that's the other thing. We had a fucking huge, huge Barbie house at grandma's. Yeah, even bigger than... The, the dream, dream house, dream which house. we will put, po- we're going to post a lot of Barbie pics on social. So prep your bodies, prep your minds. And but- this one has an elevator, a working elevator. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where's the button? I mean, it's probably on the inside. I also, it has stained glass windows. I bet people love this for an audio format where we just describe Barbies we had. Good sound. <laughs> It's going, baby. 
baby, it's, it's going. <laughs> we gotta take a video of it. I want people to witness. <laughs> I'll see the video after. Incredible. So yeah, <laughs> Barbie Streamhouse. I I'm trying to think of how old this thing is. It's held up really well. It actually has, all things considered, because now it's going through four kids. I don't know. I probably would have been, I'm out of breath from this. (laughs) (laughs) I probably would have been like, what, 10, 9, maybe younger. I would say no older than 10. 11, 12? (laughs) You were 17. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I don't know if you'd even be, it would have been 10, because we got it. It was a gift together for Christmas, if I remember correctly. So let's say it's at least 20 years old. Yeah, it has to be at least like 20 years old, and she still looks gorge. It is. It's in great shape. It's got great bones. It's, <laughs> uh, if you would, or if you're interested in purchasing, we'll have it posted on our social, and uh, it'll have a mortgage rate comparable to current. Yes, yes, because we know times are tough. Yes. So we want to give you something that you can afford. You can't live in it, but at least you can dream, just like all those women did decades ago. Okay, stop what other- messing with the horse. Sorry, I just I do love the horses. You didn't often let me play with them because you love the horses because you're a recovering horse girl. I was a horse girl. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> let's say we have. I mean, we have a shit ton of horses. So many animals. So, so many, many various animals. birds. We had a. There's like a parrot thing. A bunch of dogs and cats. Yes. 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 <laughs> I can't think. And then just buckets of outfits. Oh, we had Sailor Moon. They weren't like, I don't think they were Barbie brand, but they were like mm. Barbies. We had the Sailor Moon Barbies. More like action figures almost. Kind of, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, they were Barbie-like. It was more of just like their heads weren't normal Barbie size. Yeah. What else? What else did we Hear have? him squeak. Hold on. Hear him squeak. Go, Rocco. Go, Rocco. That's He's 20-year-old so bones there, baby. <laughs> So what else do we have about the barks? Do you remember setting up in your, sorry, I was like, what else do I have? I have more. Listen, (laughs) do you you remember in the Z house Mm -hmm. when we set up in your room Barbie prom and took photos? I will always remember that. I came across the photos (gasps) within the past couple years. What? Because find them again. Well, I hadn't developed. If I remember correctly, it was that they'd never gotten developed. And then I ended up using the rest of the roll of film and got them developed. Oh my gosh. So I think they are in my home place. Okay. So I will look for them because it's incredible. We did a backdrop and like we tried to do just like, tee hee hee, I'm surprising you. You didn't know I was taking this picture, Barbie. (laughs) We thought of everything. Yeah, we really did. It, it was incredible. Oh my gosh. We were actually, we were pretty creative. Do you remember any of our um, stories? Are you talking about the, like the movies we shot or what? what no, not the, but just like any of the, like, because our Barbies oh. would have very dramatic and deaths. Yes. Because it wasn't like Sims, like how I play Sims is I will spend literally 10 hours setting up the house. We did do that often. We yes, would, we did. We would spend a shit ton of time setting up, but we did actually play with Barbies. Yeah. And there is one story I remember that you had mostly come up with. Oh, no. Because as the older sister, you would frequently, like, I don't really remember this, but mom has told both of us how if I wasn't playing, right quote unquote mm-hmm. right 
how you would take the Barbies from me and be like, no, I'll show you how to play. And then I'd have to watch you play. <laughs> and then even worse, we would do that to mom. Yeah. Mom was like, I don't even want to be she playing was like, with you I'm people. doing a favor, you little shit. Right. If you're just going to play for me, can I go? Can I? And we'd be like, no, we never liked her voices or the names she picked. But then you and I would pick... Ebony. Ebony for <laughs> our Barbies were white, okay? And we just have you were obsessed with the name Ebony. I you was. chose it for everything. Um Brooklyn. Whitney. Whitney. Shallon. Because <laughs> we had that my girls now have it, the baby name book of moms, and we would go through that and pick names for our Barbies. Yes. But there were certain ones that were our favorites. Yeah, because we'd either never heard them or somebody older than us. Yes. Yeah, somebody cool. Somebody, yeah, cool had that name. So then you and I would like fight over who got to be Barbie Shallon. Mm-hmm. There were there were a lot of those moments. Um, but this, okay, so this story I remember because it genuinely upset me so much that for a week as a child, I couldn't stop thinking of it. <laughs> because now I think this might have been influenced by Susie Q. Is it that the movie where like, Oh, the girl gets hit by a car. There's something. I don't know. She's like, yeah, yeah, I think so. Keep going. I think it might have been influenced by that, which also as a child very much upset me because the idea of like somebody being young and dying was very scary. Yeah, fair enough. Right. Now that I'm old, I'm like, ah, who cares? Uh, Life. Life. But in (laughs) in this story you had made up, we were at grandma's house and- your Barbie slash we were like sharing the Barbie. She's driving in the car because oftentimes we we would play with our own Barbies, but sometimes we would be sharing the Barbie and suggesting different things. And that was one of those times. So this we're going to call her. Her name was probably uh, Shallon. We'll say okay. She's driving, and it was a really slippery mountainous road. Do you know what story I'm talking about? I think so. Go and on. then <laughs> you told me that. <laughs> She wanted to switch CDs in her car. And you (laughs) were like, so she reached down to grab the CD, (laughs) but she didn't see the curve coming up. So her car goes off of the mountain and she dies. And we have been playing with this Barbie for like a week and creating an entire story (laughs) and life for her. And then you killed her off. And I remember asking, I remember being like, well, what if it's just like a little crash? And I remember you just looking at me and being so serious and like, no, she's dead. Like, no, you stupid idiot. She's dead. Yeah. No, you were just, you were like weirdly at peace with all of it. You weren't like, it wasn't even like you were being mean or bitchy. I just remember you being like, no, she's dead. We can't do that. And I was just like, well, well, what if, what if she wanted to still listen to the same? Like, I kept trying to like backtrack and like be like, can this be canon instead? And you were like, now she's dead. And I do think she came back as a ghost. And it was really disturbing and upsetting for me. But I'm pretty sure that around that time we had watched that movie. Okay. So I have a couple comments to make on that. Number one, I don't know what year that was, but I did actually write a full-on story for school, a short story where it's very similar to that. It involved a car crash. (laughs) I don't know what it was about car crashes, but in this one, she was trying to slow down, but the brake and the gas had been switched. (laughs) How that would have happened all of a sudden, it doesn't matter. And so when she went to step on the brake, she just... (laughs) She just 
she just went rrr, rrr, and oh. I believe hit a tree. <laughs> I distinctly remember writing that short story for some reason. Um, Your teacher's probably like, you dumb idiot. <laughs> she's like, that can't happen. Not like, um, should we talk? Anyway, so there's that. Um, second thing, I looked up Suzy Q. Oh, it originally aired in Germany. That makes sense. Uh, it aired on the Disney Channel in 1996 and tells the story of a teenager dying with her boyfriend on her way to their winter formal back in the mid-1950s and coming back to her old house 40 years later in order to help her parents avoid being kicked out of their trailer park home. Yay, Disney Channel! Woo! My God! Okay, yeah. That's no wonder that movie upset me. Horrible. Because... It was rated G. <laughs> What the fuck? What the fuck, Disney Channel? We rated, have to cover Disney Channel. It was rated G for Ghost. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, so yes, that must have really struck a chord with me. <laughs> Apparently, it just really influenced your creative spirit. Well, it upset me because I remember at the Z house sitting on the couch watching it and not understanding what these bad feelings were. Uh, I think it was empathy and sadness. Mm-hmm. You were afraid of dying all of a sudden. You're like, wait, what? Wait, hold <laughs> Excuse up. me? Well, I remember just feeling so bad because I was like, she was so young and she was going to do something fun. And then I felt bad because her parents were struggling financially. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, their dead child is coming back to try and take it. It was a lot for me to process. I did not yeah. like it. And then I didn't like that you killed our Barbie in a car crash for a fucking CD. See, you took it and it became anxiety. I took it and it became art. <laughs> But also probably <laughs> don't throw stuff. At me. I'm throwing a Barbie plate at you. Why don't you eat it? That's private. <laughs> we won't talk about. It. We can't. So one day, when Sid was probably about mm, fifteen, <laughs> so I was like, you were I, a baby. I was, uh, I was like, what, eight months to a year, maybe like a year old. Yeah, I mean, you were still in diapers, yeah. so little, eight. One of my Barbie shoes. It was a glass slipper. It was a glass slipper. And I was so traumatized because my shoe was gone. I'm sure mom was like shitting herself thinking that you were going to have to have like abdominal surgery or something, but I just wanted my shoe back. And I did get it back (laughs) a little bit later. A little bit later. I think it was still intact. It was. Didn't mom say she cleaned it for you and you didn't want it? Well, yes. And yes. (laughs) I mean, it had been through a journey that i didn't care to know about quit Sorry. messing with well, stuff no, i just want to <sighs> we can play later <laughs> i just some of these i'm like are your daughters playing right no they're not oh this cat always named mango that was my favorite anyway sorry yeah, you I have such a out. good memory yeah I yeah i think out. in case that wasn't clear in she case it, it wasn't clear I pooped the shoe out. It took a magic school bus ride <laughs> through her <Intestines>. body. <laughs> yeah. So let's see. We did that. We gave, oh my God, we have to do a lineup of some of the horrible haircuts because there is. Um, They're all horrible. I mean, some of them, all of the horrible <laughs> haircuts. There's that. I forgot. Nobody can see except you. There's the Prince doll that mm-hmm. I ruined. Then there was, there's that little baby. I don't know. Oh, yeah. You gave that baby like a real bad pixie cut. She yeah. She's in distress. She looks like she's in a mental hospital. Yeah. And then you cut Belle's hair. So Belle was ruined. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. You fucked up Belle. One of the Skipper dolls, I wanted to be a boy. 
And this was, wow, gender norms, nine-year-old me. So I was like, I'll cut this doll's hair so I can pretend it's a boy. Just looked fucked didn't up. Didn't work, yeah. Didn't look, didn't look right. We have one of the bad haircut Barbies at our house right now for some reason. They took it home. The brunette that had like the movable joints. Remember her? I mean, she basically has the same haircut that Princey over there has where it's oh. just like sliced off because we wanted some of them to have short hair, but it's not real hair. So it just sticks out from whence we cut it. <laughs> yeah, it, looks it doesn't look bad. normal. It's- it doesn't lay flat. Like it just. Uh, what I love is that we were so stupid that we did it multiple times with Thinking the same results different. and we're just like, this time I'll do a better cut. Oh, yeah. On one of the other Kens, brunette Ken, I didn't like that there was like a little tail, like his hair gelled oh, okay. back and uh-huh. there's a tiny tail. So I was like, I'm just going to cut that. But then it started sticking out. And I remember I'm like, I just have to keep cutting. No, that's the worst thing you yeah. can do. So his name is, I think your children named him Luke. So that yes, was Luke. Okay. That was Luke. Poor oh, Luke. Oh, he's right here. And he was like, Hey Luke. Oh, also I bit his thumb off almost. See, you can't see. Sorry. Riley can see. I just feel like we need to, you need to talk to somebody about that. I chewed on a lot of Barbies. Yeah. Like what was it about the texture? Of their appendages. Pretty good. I mean, I remember like Who's one of that. Sorry. Sorry. This is Tom. What is his shirt? Well, I tucked it in. Because well, I was your daughters were having me play, and I decided the shirt was sticking out weird, so I just tucked it in and they were at a barbecue. Okay. He looks like a nerd. <laughs> He's got a tucked in shirt, but no shoes. That's what I love. And his pants are like ankle pants, but I don't think they're supposed to be. Anyways, um, he and I'm so stoked. I love how progressive your children's Barbies are because I made Luke and Tom husbands and they Correct. were like chill with that. And then the children named all of them. So their adopted daughter, they named Blossom. <laughs> and then your oldest, her Barbie, very, very progressive. She had a life change. She must be, bi- I think she's bisexual okay. because the Barbie had a husband, but she couldn't have children, so she adopted. The husband's out of the picture, and she got married to Jessica, Barbie yes. Jessica. And who's a what was the reason that she got married to oh, Jessica? Yes, the vows, because there was a Barbie wedding, which I attended, uh, no brag. And the vows were, I want to marry you because you're nice, and also because I haven't found anybody else, <laughs> which I think I'm going to use for my wedding. You know what? Sometimes it's like that. I, that's what I said. I was like, sometimes that's just, that's just how it is. Yeah. So Life. I, I really appreciated that because my Barbies were all like, I didn't know what being gay was right at the time. So I do remember sometimes taking my girl Barbies because like our Barbies would cheat and get married and break. Like our Barbies were very dramatic. Yeah, of course. Of course, right? And sometimes I would take the girl Barbies and have them kiss and be like, oh my God, so gross, so crazy. Whoa. (laughs) I do remember though, sometimes I would put two Barbies in the pink convertible and I was like, they're doing sex. I didn't know what it was, (laughs) but I was like, they are fucking. But they do it in a convertible. They do it in a convertible. So I had, yeah, I had a lot of lady Barbies hooking up, living their Barbie dreams. That's what Barbie's for. Gay sex and convertibles. That's, no, that's not, that's not what I meant. Would you p- put Luke Sorry. down? All I can hear are his joints squeaking. <laughs> Stop it. Sorry. It's okay. You're not doing it right. 
Do you have any other good Barbie memories? I have such a bad memory, mostly just the hours and years of our lives that we were just constantly playing. It. Yeah. I love like sometimes going through like stuff from our childhood, like little notebooks and stuff, and you'll see where we've yeah. made lists of Barbie names. Yes. Cause we spent a good amount of time before like every day of playing, just like setting up their whole entire personalities and lives and who was related to who and even like who had dated who and broken up yes yeah it was rather impressive i'll say and i think this goes a little bit sort of into into the next part of like one of my favorite discussions about barbie is whether she's like this feminist icon or part of the problem Mm -hmm. sort of thing and i think there's like a few really important points to look at. And one of them they show, I mean, they show a bunch of them in the movie. Yes. The Babby movie. But even just like in the opening scene where you see the little girls playing with dolls pretending to be mothers. And I do think that is one of the coolest things that Barbie did was little girls playing with dolls. The babies weren't them. Mm -hmm. You know, they were always, they always had to be in the role of caregiver where Barbie was where like you got to be her. Yeah. And therefore you could you could be anything. And you and I would have like such crazy, ridiculous stories that we would act out. But I love just how creative it Mm. was. And also, I do think it's really cool that a lot of Barbie's careers, and I feel like they've gotten more and more progressive, but like a lot of Barbie's careers were really even progressive then because she was like an astronaut, I think, before women had gone to space and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And that aspect, I really love. I do get what people are saying about reinforcing like Barbie and the girls toy aisle. Definitely. I mean, the fact that I'm calling it the girls toy aisle, but it definitely reinforces stereotypes of what girls should play with. Sure. And I mean, a lot of, a lot of toys have done that. I can see how like Barbie also may reinforce body type. Yeah. Yeah, even though they have different sized Barbies, it's still, that's only been a recent development. And I can see how it's still sort of playing into the the stereotypes of what a woman should look like. So I, I definitely get what people are saying there. I did love that about the movie, though, the way it started, because I actually had not thought of it that way, that she was like the first doll like that, where you weren't just a mommy and that was the baby. And I thought that was really interesting and very cool how they did that and how they did point out some of the problems with Barbie throughout the movie. It was just very cleverly done. Yes. No, I agree. And I think this is also the point where like, if you haven't seen the movie, except I know that I think everybody that we know who is listening has, but if you're somehow here and you don't know us, thank you. Don't leave. (laughs) (laughs) And they're special to us. There might be some spoilers for the Barbie movie. Yes. Go uh, see it. It's it's amazing. It is. And that was something that like I liked. So you have you have the daughter when Barbie goes and finds her and she's just shit talking her and talking about how she like makes women feel bad, which is shocking mm-hmm. to Barbie because she's like, that's not what I was created for. Like I'm supposed to empower you. And I think that's interesting because I would say probably obviously Barbie was not intended to make girls feel like my body type might look like this. But Mm -hmm. 
a side effect of making her fashionable and I like this ideal beauty is that they looked at they look at what is ideal at that time period. Yes. And they've continued to do that. However, at this point, what is cool is that there are almost a hundred different hair colors, 22 skin tones, five body types, and over 10 eye colors now. That is very cool. And I, yeah. And that's the way it should be. I will say it is hard to find clothes that actually fit the quote unquote curvier Barbies. I have noticed that and that is frustrating. Yeah. And I don't know if that is just for Barbie or if that extends to like, I don't think I've seen it for Ken's. And oh, yeah. I also don't know. I'm like, Skipper, what about Barbie's friends? Like, I, I understand. I think it's important that they start with Barbie. Of course, and then move on yeah. to the others. And then something too that was interesting is they had like the first black Barbie was introduced in the 1960s, but they were using the same models that they were using for white Barbies. So they were really only changing skin tone and hair. Sure. Which wasn't nuanced enough and wasn't, I mean, it was just kind of like, we'll just change these two shades, bam, there's your black Barbie. You're welcome. And what really surprised me is it wasn't until like 1990 that Mattel worked with a focus group that consisted of black families, early childhood specialists, and a clinical psychologist, Darlene Powell Hudson, where they worked to create a more authentic black Barbie. Oh. And then it would be another 10 years for them, uh, for Mattel to release a Hispanic Barbie. So I would say there has been progress. Yeah. Obviously, but it is like the 1960s. I mean, that was Barbie was created in 1959. So that's not a huge span of time between having a black Barbie and a white Barbie. Mm-hmm. I, I would not expect, I guess, for 1959 for them to make a Barbie of various races. Yes. So I'm not shocked that it was just white Barbie. No. It does really surprise me that it took them until 1990 to be like, hey, what if we talk to, like, Black children and their parents and, like, specialists? Because children just weren't seeing themselves represented. My understanding was it felt a bit like a lip service of, like, oh, my God, look, we made Black Barbie. Mm -hmm. But we didn't put any effort into it. (laughs) Right. We didn't do any research. Well, and they kind of didn't need to because Barbie as white Barbie was super successful. So, mm-hmm. and I'm not excusing yeah. that. I'm just, they were probably like, we'll make this one a different color. And if it's successful, great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I would not be shocked because that is, I mean, it, Mattel is a business. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I feel like, unfortunately, change and progress doesn't come around until it starts being financially beneficial right like when you see like people like businesses being super like yay pride Mm -hmm. now there's two sides to it where like i get a lot of lgbtq people and i say this as one so i can but i i get that a lot of people will be super annoyed that whatever company is like hey look our logo's rainbow because it's like what else like you're just doing this because it makes you look good yes now on one side i do think it's good because anything that makes being LGBTQ more socially acceptable and more embraced is positive. So I think companies should do it. But at the same time, it is funny when that's like all they do is like change their logo. Mm -hmm. And you also know that they're only doing it because now 
it's more beneficial to them. Like they wouldn't have done it 20 years ago. Exactly. Because it would have alienated even though they should have. Yeah. Now, because everybody else is starting to do it, they're like, we have to jump on this or we're going to end up getting bad press because we're not doing it. Exactly. So I'm really happy to see the changes to Barbie and that there's a wider range of body types and ethnicities and whatnot. But I mean, yeah, there's still room to grow because like I said, I was only reading this about Barbie and I don't know where if it extends to Ken's and Ken still looks like, I mean, it looks like they're different races of Ken, but they're all just like hot. They're all like the same mold. Yeah. Yeah. We need, are we needing a dad bod Ken? I was just going to say, where's dad bod Ken? And like hairy chest. (laughs) Bear Ken. Bear Ken. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure because I am often in the Barbie aisle for my children and me a little bit. I haven't seen any other Ken body type. And I think she's got one friend in the show and there is a doll of her as well, Daisy, who's like curvier. She has the pink hair. But yeah, I don't know about like Skipper and and any of the other ones. I don't think it's quite spread to them yet. So that would be interesting and and good if it would. Yeah, no, and I hope that though the Barbies that are not the stereotypical size zero Barbie are financially successful because that is one of the things that is difficult that if mm-hmm. people want change but then they don't support it right you're not going to keep it like you're right not, a business isn't going to continue to do that no and that's what's <laughs> annoying about the clothes issue too i was playing with the girls well mostly i was watching them play because my imagination and creativity now that i'm in my 30s are just like gone so i don't know how to play anymore which is sad i will dress the barbies i still like dressing them and like putting the outfits together and we have a few of the you know quote unquote curvy or as i would say like perfectly regular size barbies and some of the clothes just will not fit on them and i have looked for like i've gotten on amazon i've gotten on you know i've gotten online to look for more specifically curvy Barbie clothes. And there are very few. So that is kind of irritating. I'm like, that's great if you're going to make the doll. But the whole point of having the doll is that you can dress her in different outfits. And if you only have the outfit she came in, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's boring. Yeah. That is super boring. Yeah. And I think that like with a lot of, I mean, when we had our Barbies, which most of the ones in here are the ones your daughters are playing with, they were all like one size. Yeah. And I think the most diversity was like small boobs or like huge boobs. Yeah, pretty much. And like blonde and brunette. Yeah, that that's about it. And so the only thing would be like, oh, this shirt, <laughs> there's not enough boob for this shirt. <laughs> and do you remember we'd use like ponytails to just tie the back? Yeah, cinch it tighter. Yeah. But I mean, all of these clothes would not fit on Barbies of a different size just because no. they're made for the very stereotypical. Right. Barbie. And I looked up because I, I was curious about, uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes people uh, feel certain ways about things and then just declare it facts. And I wanted, to, <laughs> I wanted <What? laughs> to, I know, shocking. I wanted to see if, well, I knew there had been studies done on this and I wanted to kind of see what they had found. And so I went, there's this study I found on the National Library of Medicine's website. It was a Dutch study on girls from ages six to 10. What was interesting is, so they had them play with Barbies of various sizes. Okay. What was interesting is that they didn't show self-esteem issues 
from kids who played with the quote unquote fin dolls, but those kids did eat less after playing with the oh. fin dolls. And then there's this other, there's this UK study that happened before the Dutch study. And it showed that there were issues with self-esteem after playing with the quote-unquote like thin Barbies. Mm -hmm. But in that study, they were looking at pictures. So this Dutch study said that possibly like the reason self-esteem issues didn't come up in their study was they're wondering if the pictures were more similar to like looking at models in a magazine. Okay, sure. I found that interesting because it's so difficult like, to go off of just like two studies and I should have gone more into like what were the sample sizes and how many studies there were, but I was mostly just excited to talk about Barbie, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> and I can see what they're saying, especially with like what we were talking about earlier of Barbie being based on the current trends and mm -hmm. current looks. And right now with our current looks and trends starting to slowly over the past like five or so years get more progressive of like hey you could not be a size zero and still be attractive like mm -hmm. what about that i could see how there's also going to be different and hopefully more positive results from studies like this in the future that's what i would hope because i think overall even with the bad i think barbies hold up and i think mm -hmm. they're an incredible toy for boys or girls because let's be real, action figures are Barbies. And yeah. I, we're not using Barbie. It's like the brand name, like Kleenex for tissue. <laughs> like <laughs> Barbies, dolls, action figures are just how you like market it towards boys. Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing. But yeah, it's just, it's just playing make believe and pretend. Mm -hmm. And some of my favorite childhood memories, a lot of them are actually us playing Barbies. Yeah. Because two, you and I, we played together really well, according to mom. Like for the most part, we played together really well. And what I loved was when we were playing Barbies, it was so cooperative. It was kind of the one thing that we could always come together on. Yes. Like come back to. It was one thing that we both really loved because obviously we each had other interests and our age gap sometimes did make it a little bit hard to connect when we were younger, but it was like Barbies was always the thing that we could do together and we knew we were going to have fun. So yeah, I, it holds a really special place in my heart and I love seeing like the girls play now too. It's so much fun. Yeah. And I think, like you said, you, uh, I didn't even think about that with our age gap is almost four years. Mm -hmm. So especially like early ages, it was really nice because it was something that like I could play with you. Yeah. And I think because it is a game with no rules that other than mine other, other than yours <laughs> but it made it where because like right now with your littlest like, you know we're playing like unstable unicorns and it's kind of hard because you need to be able to read yeah and what was so nice with this is because it's all imagination and setting up that there wasn't really this like barrier of entry except for once again your rules exist rules <laughs> those I, are tough <laughs> i remember when i started getting older and it was harder for me to pretend because you stopped playing yeah. you stopped playing Barbies at like what 11 or 12 I'm trying to think cuz that's the hard part is like peer pressure starts to factor in and you start to feel like you're too old for it even though you still really want to play like I very distinctly remember going through that Did you oh did you still want to play but you felt like you were too mm -hmm. old Yeah cuz none of my friends really play or at least they said that they didn't play but a lot of my friends also didn't have like a younger sister 
or so I think that probably factored into it because it definitely is more fun to play with someone, I would say. But yeah, probably it was probably sixth or seventh grade would have been when I cut myself off, so to speak. <laughs> so what I don't know what age that would be. So maybe a little bit older. Because my oldest is nine now. So maybe like twelve or thirteen. I guess that's not that much older, but yeah, I I distinctly remember though you playing less and less and me having to like beg you to play and it being a lot harder. Yeah. And then it's weird thinking at some point, like we played our last game together. I know that does make me really sad. I remember because especially with that age gap, it was so difficult. I'm getting emotional. I know it's gonna those. make me cry. Yeah, actually. I, I remember getting so sad because it wasn't also just like losing this game together but it was losing a lot of time together and yeah you know how important stories are to me and storytelling and I think Mm -hmm. this is part of it but it was also sort of like I just like lost those stories too and I remember being like genuinely really upset about it like not mad but like really sad because I knew that at some point we would never play together again and it was hard having played for at that point most of my little youth life with somebody to then have to play by myself yeah and it felt really lonely I'm sure yeah it it felt like it was just it was really lonely and it would make me sad and I played a lot longer I, I will say that I think I probably played until I was like 14 I wish I would have played longer. I wish I wouldn't have let stupid stuff that didn't matter make me feel like I was too old to play it. I wish I would have. I mean, I wish I would have known that you still wanted to play. Not like I probably could have convinced you. Yeah, that's the hard part is I don't who knows if it would have made a difference or if it would have just made it like sadder. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it it just it's so funny because like looking back at it as an adult is like you could have still lied to your friends that you didn't play. I know. know, Yeah. But it's kind of like you were also trying to probably trick yourself into being like, I'm an adult. Yes. I think that was more of it is like, okay, well, my friends don't play this thing. So I probably shouldn't be like, you know, I'm too old for this now. I need to put it away. And now it, it like I was saying to you before. I've sort of lost that in adulthood. So when I sit down with a girl and they really want me to play Barbies with them, I literally like I want to like I can't. Yeah. Like I don't know how to anymore. Like I don't know how to play pretend like that anymore and it just makes me sad. Yeah, and it it feels like it feels so silly getting so passionate and upset about this right now, but it's to me it is the biggest example of going from a child to an adult where when we mm-hmm. were playing, you could picture everything. It was like being in a movie. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I honestly like I I really think I used to be embarrassed about this, but I'm like, I'm fucking 30. I don't care. <laughs> I am pretty sure I may have actually played when I was 15 a little bit. And it started to get to the point where I wasn't doing the setup, but I would sort of just like hold the dolls and go through scenarios in my mind. Yeah. And so it was like becoming less and less playing Barbies and more and more just kind of imagining stories. Mm-hmm. And then I remember there was one time where I was trying to, and I was probably 14 or 15. I was like trying to just kind of like come up with a story for them. And I felt stupid. And I was like, they're just like, it was just like a hunk of plat. Like I couldn't anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so sad because it's kind of like a beautiful way to just do an activity with somebody. It's yeah. so creative and it does feel, I don't know. I imagine like, I don't know, maybe D&D is how like adults play Barbies now. Mm-hmm. Or at least how you keep that imaginative part of you 
going mm-hmm. because that does. And I, I think that is just something that happens to most adults because you sort of have to, it's not like most of us have time to really just sit down and like play, I guess, mm-hmm. or we fill that with, you know, adult things, but it does make me sad because the, I have really like tried <laughs> to like sit down with them and be like, okay, I am going to play Like I'm going to contribute something to their storyline. And I'm like, I have nothing. So that's why I usually just, I'm like, give me your Barbie. I'll dress her. Cause that part I'm like, I can still do that. I have to dress myself every day. Like, and this mm-hmm. is fun. You know, I can take the outfits and I can put them on. I can do that tangible thing, but like I can't contribute structured. to yes. Yeah. And it's like, I have a task. I can, you know, take this and match it with this and put her. Okay. Now hand me the next Barbie. Well, now I'm just really sad. It is sad though. Cause I, I think too, part of it is similar to, I'm going to use D&D because that's something that I started playing as an adult that I wish I would have played when I was younger because mm-hmm. I think it would have recaptured a bit of the magic of Barbies. But one of the things, especially with new people playing that you really have to break through is the pretending part and pretending mm-hmm. to be a character. And it's one of those reminders where it's like, everyone's doing it. But I still, you know, I still felt a little silly if I was pretending too hard to be my Barbies playing with your girls. And I'm like, why though? Like, they're going to be stoked that I'm getting more into it. And also, they're pretending to be their Barbies. So it's not like I'm the only one. No, but there is that self-conscious element of like, well, I'm silly. Like, I don't want people to think that I actually like believe this or that I actually think that I am this person. Especially like you said, when you're playing with kids. Why is that voice still there telling you that like, oh, quit being dumb, <laughs> like mm-hmm. you're, you're acting silly? I, I, I don't know. And I don't know how to get rid of it. Yeah. I, th- I think if I play Barbies again during this trip, I am going to try and just force myself to become one with my Barbie. Become one with the Barbie. Yeah. You do a lot better than I do just from what I've heard. I think... It is, I am, I would say I am more childlike than you. And Fair. <laughs> I, you know, it's true. And I, I mean, it's what I love so much about D&D is it's kind of allowed me to do that again. Mm-hmm. Because I would say like The Sims is also a way that adults play Barbies without playing Barbies. It's like you yeah. set up a house and you pretend and it's all automated and it's a video game. So it's like... This is it's fun. not like taboo or weird. Yeah, it's like, well, everybody is playing video games and adults can play video games for some reason that, yeah, it feels yeah. different even though it's No, I not. genuinely think that in general, video games, I think especially for men and boys are like the way they are like socially acceptable, the way that men and boys are allowed to play Barbies and make believe. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's where they get to immerse themselves in this other character and play that out and use their imagination. And I think that's why, I mean, the Barbie movie was incredible just on its own. But what I really loved is just seeing so many, not just women, but mostly women, adult women being so excited about it and kind of coming together. And it was just like this very sisterhood moment. And it felt like we could all kind of go back to being kids and get excited over it. And it wasn't like weird. It was like the cool thing to do. And I just had a lot of fun 
just seeing all the pink and all the women who were like calling each like, hey, Barbie, walking past each other and like calling each other Barbie. That was part of what was so fun about it, I think, was not only obviously the nostalgia of it all. Again, the movie is just very well done. It's funny. It's beautiful. It's cute. It kind of has all the things, but it was just nice to be able to enjoy it with other people and be like, oh yeah, this is, this is okay. Like this is fun and we're all adults, but we're enjoying it. Yes. It reminds me of just like with Barbies or a lot of things from childhood. There's a point of, okay, Pokemon, for instance, it's silly to be like, oh, I'm 13. I can't play Pokemon anymore because like as adults, we're like, we're, you're a kid. Of course, right, you you're a child. So, but then it becomes embarrassing to like the thing. And then it's like you're in college and Pokemon Go comes out and you're like, fuck yeah, I'm into Pokemon again. <laughs> it kind of had that feeling mm-hmm. where like all of us uh, predominantly yeah women were just sort of able to be like god i do love these girly things and they're mm-hmm. not bad and i love barbies and i i think that was a part that when i think of barbie and the things that go along with it of like pink and girliness the bad side of it is you could be like yes it's reinforcing stereotypes but i think one of the good parts of it is that It's also like these can be empowering things and they can be not bad. Yes. Because I remember that I now love pink and I realized that over the past year that like a lot of things I was picking out or I'd be like into, I'd be like, oh, but I really like the pink one. Because for the longest time, even as like a teenager and young adult and as a feminist, I very much saw pink as a girl color Mm -hmm. and a less than color or that people would be dismissive because they're like well of course you like pink you're a girl and that's always so annoying when people are like right I, I worry about that sometimes when i even recommend tv shows to you and mom that like if you realize there's like gay characters in it it'll be like well of course you like this because they're gay and not because like oh, oh it's really good and yeah they happen to be gay. you know like it, yeah it, no it i get what you're saying this thing where you know being a woman isn't neutral being gay isn't neutral mm-hmm. it's not the default it's right. treated like you know that's how it's treated and so for the longest time, especially as a kid, my cousin and I, our cousin, he and I are less than a year apart in age. And we're super, super close when we were younger. And, you know, kind of like high school, we hung out with different groups and whatnot. But because in elementary school, especially like hanging out with him and his friends, and they're all guys, and they're all like little mini jocks. <laughs> I was very much like, I hate pink. And unfortunately, that super obnoxious. I don't want to be seen as girly. I want mm-hmm. to be seen as one of the boys because that, especially during like the 90s and early 2000s, it was seen as being better. Yeah. So for me, what was so lovely is just seeing these very feminine things and seeing them so positively represented. Yeah. And, and powerful. Yeah. And being like, no, I don't like pink because I'm a girl. I like pink because I think it's a pretty color. I think it goes well with a lot of other colors. I have positive associations with it like Barbie. Right. You know, I I really love just seeing a bunch of people come together. And we haven't had a movie experience like that, I think, in a long time where mm-hmm. there has just been something really fun, frankly. Yeah. It felt very it felt almost magical. All the stuff on my social feeds now are Barbie based pretty much because all I am clicking on right now are Barbie behind the scenes and like more clips from the movie, even though I've already seen the movie. Like it just, it was such a good feeling. And even in, you know, my tiny small town, I kind of wasn't sure what the reception would be because you just never 
freaking know here. But people in the theater were like cheering and clapping and like laughing out loud the whole time. And again, it was just that feeling of being in a group of people who all love the same thing as you. And again, just adult women being like, yes, we like, we love Barbie. We love pink. We love Barbie. We're going to laugh together. It was such a fun experience. It felt very cathartic. Yes. And just like unifying, like you said, we haven't had an experience like that in a long time. It, it just felt good. Cathartic is a really good word for it. And I forgot where I was going because I just started looking at the Barbie dream house. Sorry. <laughs> oh, magic. I was thinking about magic. <laughs> what we were talking about, how it's so hard to play make-believe as you get older. Mm -hmm. And I know that there are going to be psychological reasons, blah, blah, blah. But when you can play make-believe as a kid, it feels like magic because it, it really does yeah. feel like you go from the real world into a world that is just as real, mm -hmm. but you're in control of. And it is the coolest thing because I remember as a kid being able to tell when it would happen or after having played make-believe for like four hours and realizing like, my God, like I saw everything just as like vividly as I'm seeing the quote unquote real world now. And that's not something that's super easy to do as an adult. I've, and no. I feel like this movie and things like D&D, &D, we kind of need aids and reading books and video games. Like I feel like adults yeah. need more aids to kind of still have that magic. Yeah, definitely. And for me, I just love reminders that there's still that kind of magic out there. And there's still those really positive ways to also connect with strangers. Yes, because most of our interactions with strangers in the last few years are kind of primarily negative or divisive. And it just didn't feel that way. Why can't it always be like this? Like, why yeah. can't we always just feel like this? Because people suck, that's why. I mean, but. that is, yeah, that is, people suck. <laughs> but it was a really nice feeling for a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think that's something that I really liked about the Barbie movie and this camaraderie. And I felt this stronger before I knew I was gay, but then also when I came out was it's this really weird, and I don't think it's unique to just me as a little lesbian, but it's this really weird feeling of like, you're not one of the guys, but you're also not one of the girls in a way. Mm. And it's really hard to feel like you fit in and to feel like even with like a group of female friends that you fit in. And sometimes it is not just that it's hard, like it's hard to feel that way, but you just don't. Mm -hmm. And so I've always been extra self-conscious about myself around women and of course like straight women. And I've had things in the past that have also made me very on edge around straight women and it feels very hard to feel safe with straight women yeah and so i also love things that can unify me with and obviously not all the women who are seeing barbie are straight or cis or blah 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 but mm -hmm. a lot of them are and so it's nice i guess to feel like included and a part of something without this anxiety or like when I was getting my hair cut the other day and realizing like this person might not think she's conservative, but she is conservative. Mm -hmm. And then realizing, oh shit, I wore my engagement ring. And what if she asked about that? And mm. I don't really want to talk about that, but also I've spent the last 15 years telling myself I won't be in the closet or ever pretend to be. And that's something I'm really proud that I was never in the closet. And I'm like, I'm not going to do it now, but I'm like, she also has scissors by my head. So it's just like those those day-to-day -day things where being around straight people is is it's a lot of anxiety. Mm -hmm. And 
realizing that there's always like so many little things that will differentiate you from other women. Like she's talking about her husband and I'm like, if she asks if I'm married, like how is she going to, you know? Sure. Yeah. For me, it was just this nice moment where I got to feel safely like one of the girls and I got to wear my pink shark shirt. Amazing. It was adorbs. I bet it was. It's a very cute shirt. It has like a little pocket and then there are tiny little palm trees and sharks on it. I'll have to show you. It's fresh. Seeing like the sea of pink everywhere too was just lovely. I love that. And there was like a group of three older women who'd come to the theater to see. Yes. And they were in their pink. And as they were leaving, one of them was like, you know, I really think that insert old lady name here would would have like would like this. I I just loved seeing everybody there. Yeah. It was so beautiful. And I loved I have some friends who are in LA and they were talking about it was really cool seeing like dads with their daughters and like the dads were in like pastels and really getting into it. Like it's cool to see everybody coming together to be very supportive and empowering about this yeah and 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 to bond over it yeah and and also too the movie is just really fucking funny it's really good really smart and yes there were points to marco robbie and i don't know if this is just because i'm a human with eyes or because i'm gay (laughs) but she is so stunningly beautiful Mm -hmm. that I'm sometimes like I wanted to stop looking at her, but I couldn't. And it wasn't in a pervy way, but I'm just like, how is your face that? She was captivating. Yes. She's just incredible. And it's also why I love her as Harley Quinn and why I'm like a little in love with her version of Harley Quinn. Like she is such a phenomenal actor. Mm -hmm. And yes, she's incredibly gorgeous, but there's just something about how she becomes her character so well. Yes. And then the voice, this is, I guess, a joke spoiler, but when she's supposed to be quote unquote like ugly and she's like a real woman now and the voiceover is like just a note (laughs) to the directors, like if you, I get the point you're trying to make, but like maybe don't cast Margot Robbie to make this point because she is Because she is Barbie. Yeah. She is Barbie to me now. Like when I think of Barbie now, I think of Bargo Robbie. (laughs) (laughs) TM. TM. Okay. Another, well, it's not even really a spoiler, but it's in that same moment where she falls, like she's all bent and then she falls over and then falls over again. I was laughing so hard. So many of those little things, like when they're talking about weird Barbie and she's like, why is she always in the split? Just like, it was so smart. And people who played with the dolls, like you and I did every freaking single day, it seemed like all those little things made sense and made such a difference. It was so well researched. I don't know if that's the right word, but every detail was so thought out. It was amazing. I know. I had these moments because that part killed me too. <laughs> those, All of those parts are where like just uh, Barbies don't walk down and they just like magically flow yes. or where the car goes like ridiculously like <laughs> flying off. There are so many moments where I'm like, it's funny if you don't get the context, but I also was tempted to. I was there with Kelsey and then I went with two friends who are a couple and the guy was all about it. But I also know like he he didn't play Barbies growing up. And mm-hmm. I wanted to be like, okay, but do you get why it's so funny? Like other than it just yes. being like a funny physical gag, do you get because that's right. how they were when we played with them. You would like try and set them over and they would just like <laughs> tip with their weird straight arms. And it, yeah, it was those bits that were so great. I think if I have one complaint is that 
I think Ken got off too easy. And one of the things that frustrate me, because they kind of do at the end where like, it's boys night, he's not letting Barbie go. And my thing is like, okay, but that's her fucking house. Right. And he took it. Yeah. And also too, when she was like, I don't have to have girls night every night. What frustrated me about that is that they made the point, like, you don't have to date somebody if you don't like them, but also you don't have to be friends with somebody if you don't want to. True. And that's what kind of frustrated me is that he still ends up guilting and manipulating her a little bit. It mm-hmm. felt like into he has to be included. And I'm like, no, you're adults. I know this is Barbie's, but I felt like because they were doing the message of no, you don't have to date them. Just be like, she doesn't have to date him just because he's into her and because people think they look right together. Mm-hmm. I liked that. I'm glad they did that. But I was also like, he was like trying to put the moves on her and wanted to go hang out when she's obviously having girls night and she doesn't have to invite him. No, and that's true. And I, I kind of go back and forth on that because I also understand from a perspective of if they are actually friends, like if that's somebody she actually, we are dissecting this way too much. We are. But <laughs> anyway, you do need to give time to all your friends. If you're actually like, if that's a relationship that you actually want as a friend, not as more and like, mm-hmm. like you do need to give that person time. And so from my perspective, I thought the point they were making is like, she did kind of take advantage of him as almost an accessory a little bit. Like, oh, he'll always be there, even if I don't okay. really give him any attention ever. Yeah, I guess for me, it was hard to tell if it was supposed to be set up as like, they're yeah. actually friends, or if he- he's just a guy in the beach she sometimes sees. True. Yeah, Once they again, could have we maybe are dissecting made this like crazy, but I still. But felt it's important. <laughs> like he got off a little too easy. I did get that feeling. On the one hand, I did understand where they were coming from as far as the not every night had to be girls' night because I was thinking of them as BFFs. But I don't know if that's actually the case. Mm-hmm. But that's the context in which I was thinking of it. And I I'm know- like, yeah, if my friend was like never hanging out with me, I'd be like, well. I'm not going to be here anymore then. Like, yes. what the hell? No, I think that's probably how it's supposed to be. But yeah, I, he, I did, totally he took her house. And then at the end, she was just like, I'm sorry for how I treated you. But he, ne- this is what bothered me. Okay. I don't, did he ever apologize? I don't think he ever apologized. And that's what bothered me. He was mostly like, oh, I don't really know who I am. Did that amazing song, um, <laughs> which I will love forever. But yes. I don't think he ever truly apologized yeah no i think you were right i feel like there wasn't this real apology and owning up to being shitty yes yeah okay maybe you were feeling taken advantage of in your friendship or whatever ship you guys have but what you did was a complete overreaction and was bullshit you literally can't just take somebody's house and make it (laughs) kingdom Your mojo dojo casa. No matter how funny that is. <laughs> no matter how funny it is. I mean, overall, though, this is like my new mean girls where I feel like I could just constantly watch yes. it. Oh, I'm so excited to see it again. Oh, I, I want to see it together because I think that is going to be super fucking fun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my little complaint was that I felt like he got off a little yeah. too easy. I wanted to have more of a sincere apology from him. Yes. But other than that, I fucking loved it. Mm -hmm. Um, I love how even though Barbie world was supposed to be kind of a flip of the real world, how like this matriarchy was still so much better. Yes, it wasn't equal, but it was still so much better. Pretty good. Okay. I love the part where they asked her like, oh, and where do the Kens live? And she goes, you know, I don't know. (laughs) I never thought of that. Yeah. (laughs) 
No, that part was great. The part where they're wanting, I think it was like a Supreme Court judge and they're given like something in the lower courts and the I think it was the voiceover that says like they'll now have as much power as women in the real world. <laughs> I cackled at like it took a second for the joke to land, mm-hmm. which I was, I was like, come on, let's pick it up self. But when it landed, like I cackled so loud in the theater. There were just, there were so many good jokes, like you said, it was so heartfelt. And I do feel like it really captured the experience of playing with Barbies. Yeah. Because when it first, when I first heard they were doing a live action Barbie movie, I was like, that is so fucking stupid. Yes. That is just marketing. And well, yes, it is marketing. Barbie sales are up. Oh. I mean, offs. You know what? They deserve it though. Yeah. It was a masterpiece, quite honestly. And I had the exact same thought when I first heard, and even when I first heard about, um, who's <laughs> called him Ken Gosling. Ken Gosling. Ken Goss, um, Ryan Gosling. I was like, I have nothing against Ryan Gosling, but I was like, okay. So they got like a very famous actor to play Ken. They're clearly just trying to like stack it with star power so that yeah. people will come watch it. And then once they, that marketing team, whoever their marketing team was, fucking Kiss them on the mouth. Brilliant. Essentially. Brilliant. Once all that started rolling out, and they started showing the clips. I thought, okay, well, maybe I'll watch it when it comes out, you know, on, I almost said DVD, whatever, <sighs> streaming. And then it just ramped up and ramped up. And then I'm kind of like texting mom and texting you, kind of like, oh, what do, what do we think about this Barbie movie? And I was like, well, may, maybe we could go see it in the theater. Like, I don't know. And then by the time it was time to actually go, I was humped up. Yes. Same thing. <laughs> Ken Gosling. <laughs> I thought it was going to be one of those things where you can tell that the main draw of the, the movie is that it's just a bunch of super famous, well-known. And I hate yes. when they do that because it's so boring. Well, and they're usually shit. They're usually shit. Yes. So I was like, okay, cool. He seems nice. Whatever. But then because I am a slut for Margot Robbie, when I saw her <laughs> name attached to it, I was like, well, now I'm definitely at least seeing it. Right. And then when they're like, do you love Barbie? This is movie for you. Do you hate Barbie? This is the movie. And I was so surprised. I mean, it was, it seems like a very bold, risky move for Mattel. Mm-hmm. And I am shocked they let them do a lot of the stuff they did. But when they were just like, if you love it, if you hate it, this is the movie for you. I was like, okay. Because I was thinking it was going to be very much the shitty Barbie little TV movies that were out when we were a bit older the scary animation yes and i thought it was just going to be kind of like a disney channel original movie but with adults so when i saw that they were already making a joke of like if you hate barbies this movie is for you i was like okay they're not taking themselves too seriously Mm -hmm. and they seem like they're going to be maybe a little bit more adult about this and then yeah like you said with the marketing ramping up with the like she's everything he's just ken Yes. That is when I was on board. I was like, okay, they understand the assignment. Yes. I was in completely the same boat. Like, well, I'm probably not going to watch this. And also, I think when you first heard about it too, it was like, well, is this for kids or is it for adults? Who is it for, essentially? I definitely would say it's an, an adult movie, not in that it's inappropriate by any means. I feel like to appreciate all of the humor and the references, you really should be an adult watching it. I think you almost have to be out of your Barbie playing age because I think had we gone, if I was 13, I think I still would have liked it, but it just hits so differently as an adult. I think your girls would probably be bored because they wouldn't get 
Yes. My youngest for sure. I feel like my oldest, she kind of likes watching quote unquote like adult shows because she wants to understand that humor so much and she wants to be in on the joke. So a lot of times, you know, we'll be laughing and so she'll kind of start laughing. And I think all the, you know, the songs and the things going on in it, yes, would have kept her attention. But my youngest probably would have been out after like 30 minutes. Yeah, she would have been done. I think you're oldest would have it be seeing us enjoy it would have been like oh my god i loved it yes yeah be like my new favorite movie secretly would have probably have been kind of bored or just kind of like i don't get it yeah like i really like everybody's outfits right yeah no there's like a lot going on at least that would have probably kept her attention Sorry, I started playing with one of the dolls over here. It was one, you and I both had the, this doll, I can't remember what her name is. There are two different versions. You had Her hair looks good. Oh, no, never mind. No, it's just because we had it in ponies so long, so now it has the perpetual, like, weird pony thing. Yeah. But I can't tell if this was, no, the head's on. Okay, this was mine. Oh, I forgot. A lot of the heads pop off of our Barbies because I would make them make out so much that their heads (laughs) came off. That's aggressive. <laughs> that it was. It was. Mm-hmm. So I liked yours more. So when you stopped playing, I would play with her more than my version, and that's why her head comes off. Gotcha. They look like big head. Because <laughs> yeah. when you pop them back on, you can't keep it up as high as they're supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, you have to smoosh so it down so they lose their neck. Uh, rest in peace, whatever your name was. So they're all big head now. They're all uh, what a tragic end. <laughs> This one's still, that one's head comes off. <laughs> well, you can always tell because again, like their shoulders yeah. just look like they're way up. Never was the same again. It is almost midnight. You have to work tomorrow. I have to get up early to go on an adventure with grandma. I feel like I try and keep an open mind whenever we do these of like not deciding whether it stands up or not before we start. But this was obvious. Yeah. No matter the bad, I feel like all of the positives outweigh a hundred percent there's no way i'm gonna say that barbie doesn't hold up there's no way and like if i had kids i would have no issues with them playing like 10 hours straight of barbies no versus like screen time yeah like oh that's a lot of screen time but like this i'd be like hell yeah go play 10 hours of barbies oh my gosh when they are actually getting along and playing barbies i will let them play through meals if they are getting along like you guys are fine keep at it my littlest is getting the Barbie camper for Christmas. Mom, I did she show that to you? No, but I okay. Felt we need to go look at it. Kind of pissed <laughs> because there were like Barbie things that you and I so desperately wanted, and I should be glad that your children are getting them. But I'm sort of like, what the fuck? I mean, we got a fair amount of them. Do you remember when we'd go to the city with the mall, and we'd <sighs> go to that one toy store, and we got to pick out a Barbie something? Every single time we went. Did we? Yes. Mom is going to be so mad. She's going to be like, of course you don't remember this. Yeah, she is going to. She's going to pull that shit. Um, (laughs) No, like seriously. And I remember when we stayed at one of the hotels, it was a weird one that had like balconies. Yes. 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 And we would take our new Barbie toys and we would play on that indoor balcony every time we went to that specific city, which not like we were going every week, but still they would let us pick out a new Barbie toy. I mean, I am complaining while I'm sitting in a room. Of all of our stuff. Including there is a grand baby pink Barbie (laughs) piano that actually played songs. We're going to have to take pictures because it is 
so much shit. We spent like a good 30 minutes going through all the Barbie stuff we had. And then you just said like, oh, we never got any We never. Mom and dad hated us. I mean, but we didn't have a camper. You're correct. Or a spaceship. Fuck, I wanted both of those though. You can come play with them. I'll just steal them. Mom and I thought we might just keep them. Keep them and play with them. We'll yeah. see. We'll see how good they are and if Santa gives those to them. Santa, well, not Santa, me. Don't give Santa I that don't one. ever give Santa credit for the big gifts. Are you kidding me? Like, I did the fucking work. Santa gave you Santa. Socks. No, truly, I do give, like, the more boring gifts from Santa. Here, it's from Santa, but look what mommy got you. <laughs> you don't need that. Weird fat guy in the chimney. Yeah, you have old. Mommy. Ugh, he doesn't know kids. Okay, yeah, it's really late. Yep. Love you, all of our beautiful listeners, to Mutt, who birthed us. Gross. To Beth, who loves us. <laughs> to Tuna, who did our music. To Sweet Baby Justin. To... That's it. That's everybody who's listened, I think. Okay, perfect. Thank you all. We really appreciate you. And we'll probably never have this chemistry ever again because we can't record in person. At all. Because of homophobia. <laughs> <laughs> And thank you, Bargo Robbie. Good night. Good night. Live from the playroom. It's Saturday night. I'm ending the session. You've reached Sid and Riley. We can't come to the phone right now. So leave a message after the beep. Ruining Our Childhood was filmed in front of a live studio audience. Psych. But it is produced by us, Riley and Cassidy. With music by Joseph Tuna Medish. You can follow us on Instagram at ruiningourchildhoodpod or send us an email at ruiningourchildhoodpod at gmail.com. Support the show through our coffee account, ko-fi.com slash ruiningourchildhoodpodcast. Later!